Hey, how's it going? This is Braden with No Bulls Sports Guy here, and I am privileged to have on my podcast Sam Cardona of the Girl Who Talks Sports podcast. How are you doing, Sam? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on today. Thank you for agreeing to come on uh, today, and I'm happy you're one and one in fantasy football. I'm sorry uh, my advice <laughs> didn't help you win last week. <laughs> That's totally fine. You you got me my one win, and I felt great. That was my first win ever in fantasy football. And it was fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Happy to help. It's really easy. What I do, at least, is I, I take the player, research how they've done historically versus the team and kind of base who I play off of that. And It's mm-hmm. not always 100% effective, but it works sometimes. So, <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I, I honestly, I'm very new to fantasy football, and I'm just trying to get all the help I can get. So you've been very helpful. I'm happy to help. I, I love doing fantasy I've been doing it with my group of friends since we were probably 12 and it's been a continuous league so it's it's not an ending so it's fun <laughs> yeah it is I, I'm, I'm growing to like it I, I was a little skeptical at first because I really didn't my first my first week was a was a loss so I was like eh, I don't know if I'm enjoying this yet <laughs> but once I got the win under my belt I was like wow this is great yeah wins are always a lot better than lose losses that's for sure <laughs> yeah definitely all right, so I'm I'm excited to have you on here. I know you primarily focus on uh, football on your podcast, so mm-hmm. that's a lot of fun. I try to as well. Um, so let, let's just dive in. What what is your origin story? How did you come to decide that you wanted to start this podcast? So when I was in college, um, I decided in college that I kind of wanted to get into sports media. Um, I ended up majoring in communications. I switched my minor to journalism um, and I joined the college radio station, which was on campus, which was um, a little scary at first. Uh, for the entire time I was there, actually, I was the only girl. So it was just me and a bunch of guys who were great. You know, they were very supportive and inclusive. Um, and I had a great time. Finally, my senior year, I was given my own time slot, which was two hours on the airwaves which i gotta say was a little bit difficult to fill in because um it's it's kind of hard to continuously sit there and talk about sports i mean there were a few commercial breaks here and there but it it was a little bit tough um i was pretty hoarse and um it was monday mornings at 9 a.m so you know i took what i could get and uh i started doing that i did that my entire senior year which was super super fun and when I graduated, I was looking for a job. And while I was in the uh, in the looks for that, I decided to start a podcast to continue on this radio show that I had. And I was like, well, this could be either really, really easy or really, really hard. And it, it kind of ended up in the middle. Um, but I just started my podcast. I bought a $40 mic on Amazon and just started putting my stuff out there. And as... I've been doing this almost three years now. I started in 2018 um, and I just kept on doing it. And finally, like last year, I really hunkered down during COVID, which I think a lot of other people did and really put all of my effort into my podcast. And I started reaching out to more people, getting more guests on my show. And from there, I've just been expanding and expanding and I am just loving every minute of it. Well, you do an awesome job. I, so I'm fairly new to the podcast game, and I have my brother podcast that I kind of lean off of, but they don't do interviews. So I've I've kind of 
really listen to your podcast, breaking down the tape, mm-hmm. all the all all of your guys' podcasts to kind of get ideas on how to how to make this work. So you guys are helping me. So I appreciate it. Yeah, and the guys from Breaking Down the Tape are great too. They're they're friends of mine and they, they put on a good show as well. Yeah, they're hilarious. They <laughs> I've answered a couple of their trivia questions, but I'm like, yeah, I, I don't want to take anyone else's thunder away. I'll let <laughs> I'll let people I I have like all this useless sports knowledge. Like my wife jokes that ESPN is my uh, second wife because I get more notifications from ESPN <laughs> than I do her. So oh, it is what it great. is. So, I mean, I always tell her, I'm like, hey, you want to be a stay at home mom? This is the way to be a stay at home mom. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that's funny. My boyfriend will say the same thing. I, I was uh, my boyfriend does not watch sports at all. And uh, but I've gotten him into football because like last night was Thursday night football. And I was like, why don't you sit down and watch with me? And and he sat there the entire time. I don't really think he was paying attention, but he sat there. Hey, it's a start. My yeah. wife does the same thing. She she likes to knit. So she'll knit while uh, while we're watching the game. And I actually took her to her first live game with me. And she said she was disappointed. She expected me to be more crazy because normally I am. Oh. But, but I was sitting next to my mom and she made a comment. And I don't think she meant to embarrass me, but it made me really embarrassed. And I kind of quieted down and I was quiet for the rest of the game. Oh. My wife's like, seriously, like we came to this game for you and you're quiet. I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. Like I got embarrassed. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So what college did you go to? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I went to SUNY Albany, which is State University of New York um, in Albany, New York. And um, yeah, it was cold really cold and I'm really glad I don't live up there anymore (laughs) (laughs) I get it I was I was going to school in Idaho for a while and I don't miss the winters I'm I'm a Vegas boy through and through and love the heat so (laughs) yeah but I mean I I live in New York I live in uh Staten Island New York which is uh, part of New York City although people will uh people will not like that at all but we technically are part of New York City um but yeah no I I was I knew it was cold but when I went up there all of a sudden it was snowing all the time and I would have to trudge through the snow because they didn't cancel class and I was like wait this is not what I signed up for but I stayed there all four years that's awesome and did they do they have a sports program there then I'm guessing uh they actually don't um originally um my I kind of was all over the place when I was trying to find out what I wanted to major in in college um and I wanted to be an FBI agent when I was 17 and uh, they're one of the best criminal justice schools in the nation. So I ended up starting looking there. And when I decided, like, right before I went to college that I did not want to do that. And I was like, well, talking about sports is fun. I do that anyway. So I, I just kind of switched on it. And it was still good. Like, it was a it was a great education. I, I you know, the communications wise, I learned a lot. And I took specific radio classes and podcasting classes, which were pretty cool. And uh, I took a few like just sports classes here and there, but they didn't offer a whole lot, but it was still good. That's awesome. Yeah, I wish I wish I would have known what I wanted to do when I was at school in Idaho. I didn't I kind of had an idea. I was studying accounting and then realized this is a lot harder than I thought it was and flunked out (laughs) of school and yeah, then had a daughter and we decided to let's move back home to Vegas. And now I'm going back to school for marketing. So it's kind of worked out long and it's been a long trip but I'm excited and I'm actually starting I know you had Brenda on your podcast not too long ago Mm -hmm. her and I are really good friends uh we're I'm 
I'm actually starting an internship with the Las Vegas Silver Star, so I'm excited. That is so cool. That is really awesome. Yeah, my, I don't know, like, I know you're an advocate for women's sports, and just seeing how they were treated with the NCAA tournament and a whole bunch of other things, and being a girl dad, it's been quite frustrating because I love sports so much, and my daughter, like, literally, if you were to take a copy of me and make me a girl, that's my daughter, (laughs) and... She loves sports too, and I want her to have every single opportunity. So when there's women athletes that are big and you also growing your platform and mm-hmm. showing that, yeah, girls can talk about sports too, and sometimes they're even more knowledgeable than guys, it's really great to see. Yeah, no, that's one of my, my biggest things was I always wanted – I knew it was going to be hard because I've definitely had my, my ups and downs through these past couple of years, like being – a woman in the sports field because all my jobs that I've had have been um, sports as well so it's definitely been a a journey I've never really been like to the point where you're like wow you really don't know what you're talking about unless it's like some drunk guy at a bar or something Um, but in like the career wise and podcasting wise I have really received nothing from but support from every kind of person which makes me feel really great and even from my friends who don't really watch sports or some of them might do but not to the extent that I do all of them are so supportive and my family is supportive of me with everything it's just it's I'm surrounded by a lot of really great people and um, I'm very lucky for that because there's definitely a good amount of people in the in the sports world especially women who are kind of almost forced out because they get either so bullied or nervous or they think that they're not good enough which is totally and totally bad like I hate that so much but so every time somebody like asks me like oh like how did you do it and it's just like you just keep on doing what you're doing like don't let anybody tell you don't do this because you're a woman or don't do this because of any other reason if you want to do it just do it and that's that's just the bottom line yeah it's it's true and I actually enjoy more talking to women that are knowledgeable in sports than guys because a lot of the times I feel like guys feel like they have to know sports and so they pretend to and I I just can't stand talking to people like that that think they know what they're talking about and it's like yeah. you you really don't know what you're talking about so listening to your podcast and there's a few other women content creators that I've listened to that I'm like yeah they're like super knowledgeable even more so than I am and that that's impressive to me so mm-hmm, I think definitely. You're, you're doing awesome things with your podcast and I'm excited that you agreed to come on to mine because yeah. It's, it's always fun t- collabing and talking to other podcast creators. Absolutely. So. For sure. So you're a Giants fan. Let's <laughs> we'll kind of go into the NFL a little bit. I know I haven't talked about the NFL in a while, but why not? So mm-hmm. what do you, what are your thoughts on the Giants this season so far? Uh just pain, really. Um it's been a rough three weeks, I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, I I do have to say people will throw everything on Daniel Jones, um, but he has been really great for us, I think. He he has been reliable, and he's been doing his job. He's been doing exactly what he needs to do as our quarterback, so it's not his his fault at all that we have no wins under our belt so far. I really think it has to do with our GM, Dave, Dave Gettleman and also our offensive coordinator Jason Garrett who I've hated my entire life and then all of a sudden he was on the New York <laughs> the New York sideline I was like wait a second I've been staring at Jason Garrett in Dallas Cowboys gear 
for the last how many years and now I have to like accept him as my offensive coordinator and he's just I don't think that he's really doing the best job but the Giants as a whole I think are they're right there they're so close to being good and to actually getting a win I mean we've seen the past two weeks that it has been a field goal that has literally beaten us so I am hopeful but also in a lot of pain because I just want I just need a win and it's we have the toughest schedule for the rest of the year like in the entire NFL and that's not very comforting yeah, I've noticed that, and I mean, a lot of the – I've also noticed a lot of the blame has gone on Dan Jones, and I don't think he's that bad of a quarterback. I think, honestly, being a Seahawks fan, something that we constantly talk about is our offensive line, and I think that's also a problem you guys have had in the past is your offensive yes. line. They don't give him any time, and, I mean, when you're on your back constantly, it's hard to win games. Yeah. So. No, our, our offensive line is real. It's just garbage, really. <laughs> it's, it's like I said, it's hard to watch every week because we get so close, and then at the end it just falls apart, and it's really just not great. But hopefully we get some sort of win at some point this year. But like I said, we have a pretty tough schedule for the rest of the regular season. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I kind of – I feel it too with Seattle. We We started out really good in games, and then – second half rolls around and it's like where was the team that was in the first half like mm-hmm. you guys should be blowing these people out we played the vikings and russ has never lost to the vikings and lo and behold he lost to the vikings finally in his career so i don't know it's frustrating i get yeah. it you you guys have like one of the toughest divisions too like in the entire league like that is one of the best divisions in the nfl yeah, I would not be surprised if, if Seattle gets their act together. I could see all four teams making the playoffs. And yeah. The Cardinals have been a surprise. I didn't. I knew they were going to be good, but I didn't realize how good they were going to be. And I think we'll really see when they play the Rams because as much as it hurts me to say, I think the Rams are one of the best teams right now in the league. Oh, so. absolutely. The Rams really I, – I, I was very skeptical throughout the offseason about the Rams because – while, while getting rid of golf and getting Stafford was, like, a good move for them, I was like, I have to visually see them be really good before I hop on this train. And they have proved me wrong. They have really just gone, like, they are outstanding, especially with Stafford there. They It's like, nobody knows how to how to block the Cooper Cup for some reason. He is just running all over the place on that field and scoring touchdowns left and right. But I, I actually might, like, dark horse – um, team is the Cardinals for making it like a lot farther than people are expecting. I think that they are severely underrated. I agree. I, I've doubted them. I mean, I doubt the Niners too. And mm-hmm. so Gar- I, I, I can't stand Garoppolo. I think when you talk about average quarterback, I think Garoppolo fits that mold perfectly. He has his time where he's brilliant, but it's more just average play. And I think Trey, Trey Lance will be a lot better when they finally decide to play him, but that's just my two cents. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the 49ers, the 49ers, I think, are good, but they're just like not the best. Like, they're a good team and they have like some great additions to their offense, like George Kittle. But I, yeah, I agree. Jimmy Garoppolo, again, good quarterback, but not stellar, not amazing, like nothing like what Matt Stafford is doing for the Rams. So I, I don't know if the 49ers are actually going to make it to the playoffs this year. Yeah, I'm hoping not. I, I don't know. 
I don't I could care I don't have that much hate towards the Rams or Cardinals, but I can't stand Niners fans for the life mm-hmm. of me. There's a few of them that I know that I'm like, yeah, you're you're cool, but most of them I'm like, you were good in the nineties. Like I'm not trying to take away from that, but <laughs> you've had like one winning season in the last ten years, like calm down. Like please. Yeah. yeah. Like you're delusional. Like Russ has owned you since he's come into the league, like sit down and just be quiet please <laughs> I mean I, I think they'll they'll hold on to that Super Bowl run for quite some time but obviously didn't get that win because Patrick Mahomes was in the building yeah and anyone that doubts Patrick Mahomes is silly Patrick Mahomes I think is the future Tom Brady I, I, yeah. I I'm gonna say that I don't think he's gonna win as many Super Bowls as Tom Brady but definitely up there I think that he's going to be eventually, like, in his career, somebody that is an amazing quarter. I mean, he's already proved how much of an amazing quarterback he is, um, especially if he stays healthy throughout his entire, like, 10-year contract that he has with the Chiefs. But in terms of, like, play and physical-wise, like, him and Tom Brady are very different. But in terms of greatness and what he can accomplish, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and it's it was fun. I was a little disappointed with how the Chiefs played, but I don't think it was really on Patrick Mahomes. It was just the Tampa Bay defense was amazing. Like, they were stellar. So, it's kind of uh, hard. Yeah. They, they. I mean, Patrick Mahomes rushed – well, not rushed, but ran 500 yards just scrambling in, the, in that Super Bowl. So, he must have and, been just exhausted, and he still looked good. Yeah. Some of those throws he, were ma- he was making, I'm like – if his wide receivers could catch him, like he's on the ground almost chucking the ball down the field. Like, yeah, no, he, he really is. He's spectacular. And I'm really excited that like, he's someone that I'm watching in this span of my time where I'm like full blown in on football because I really is, he's just going to have a great career. Yeah. So I got a couple more NFL questions since we're on this, this little tangent and I, I appreciate your input. What is your thoughts on Richard Sherman signing with the Buccaneers? Oh, yeah. I saw that the other day. Um, honestly, I it, it's when – I, when I heard about Richard Sherman, like, when was that? A few months ago when he got uh, – there was, like, that whole disturbing story that came out with him getting arrested and, and the domestic violence and things like that. I really didn't think that he was going to get picked up at all. But – when Tom Brady points his finger, you know, they're going to pick it up. So Tom Brady is a very forgiving man. I think we saw that last year with uh, Antonio Brown when they picked him up. Obviously, he had a lot of different issues going on um, in his life. But I think Tom has convinced Bruce Arians like, hey, you know, these guys are, you know, might have some personal issues, but we're willing to help them through those issues. And make them great football players and I think that he is just really good at that as a leader so Richard Sherman I I mean I hope that things get better for him in his personal life but in football I am petrified of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this is it's just absolutely crazy how they are just they have the same lineup that they did last year for the Super Bowl and now this year upcoming they have the same with additions it's like how much scarier can you get it's 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 actually blowing my mind and the fact that they versed each other in a super bowl you know x amount of years ago and they 
had a little bit of a tuft with one another and now they're teammates it's it's pretty wild yeah and it, it just goes to show you that Tom Brady it, love or hate him he's a genius he's understood yeah. that taking a pay cut and I, I can keep players around me and you see Mike Evans doing it and a few other players on the Bucks doing it and it's worked out. I, I could see them making another Super Bowl run, honestly. So yeah. Oh, oh, one hundred percent. I it's my uh before the season started, my way too early Super Bowl prediction was Bills Bucks. Um, I'm a huge. I I jumped on the Bills bandwagon like two years ago, and I have not jumped off it yet. They are, they are the one red, white, and blue New York team that that does not let me down. <laughs> well, Josh Allen too. A lot of people were giving him crap initially, and mm-hmm. I'm a BYU fan. I didn't go to school there, but grew up mm-hmm. a BYU fan, and BYU played Wyoming a ton. So I knew a lot about Wyoming, and when I saw Josh Allen, I'm like, they're getting a steal. The Bills are getting a steal here. People yeah. are thinking small school, he's not going to be that great. Sometimes those small schools produce amazing athletes. They really uh, do, yeah. So, uh, and I, I mean, I – you can't hate Josh Allen. He's one of those players that you don't hear any negative media about him, really. And right. he makes the players good around him. So, Yeah, and he's great in Buffalo. Like, the fan base loves him. And it is just between – and him and Stephon Diggs have a fantastic relationship off the field as well, which probably is what helps them on the field. Just the chemistry between them is so good. So yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking the the Bucks definitely make it back to the Super Bowl. I mean, I really hope that the Bills are able to defeat the Chiefs this year in the AFC Championship game, um, because I have a feeling the Chiefs are going to end up there again. But I just don't see the Chiefs making the Super Bowl again in the, how many years in a row. So hopefully, and I'd like to see uh, the Bills in there. But uh, my over the years of me growing up watching football my entire life, my dad has told me, you never bet against Tom Brady. It doesn't matter who he's going up against or what team he's playing for. You don't bet against him. And I've taken that to heart. Last year, I was like, the Bill- the Bucks are winning. And they were like, everybody that I was talking to, they were like, no, the Chiefs are going to win. And I'm like, Mm-mm, this is this man's 10th Super Bowl appearance. There isn't any way he's not winning. So, and he did. Yeah, he proves everyone wrong. Yeah. I mean. I didn't pick them to win. I picked the Chiefs, and to date, that is that is my most streamed episode is my uh, Super Bowl prediction. So yeah. everyone got to see me fall on my face hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's it was uh it was rough because I was den- I was kind of like everybody's picking the Chiefs. Like, am I am I missing something? Like, am I not seeing what they're seeing? And I kind of doubted myself for a little bit. I was like, you know what? Nah, Tom Brady, he he got my back. He's got my back, so I'm I'm gonna go with him. And it turned out I won on uh, how much money? Did I? I won like 260 bucks on Super Bowl Sunday. So thanks to Tom Brady. Oh, nice. Yeah. See, I I don't bet, but my wife told me if the Seahawks ever make it to the Super Bowl again, I can put money down. But every time I have bet, my team always loses. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> usually, I, usually I'm not that good with it, I, and I normally don't bet either. It was just like Super Bowl stuff that I was like, okay, I'll do you know a few boxes and here and there. So, uh, but yeah, normally I'm like I I can't bet because I know I'm gonna lose. So throughout the regular season, I I definitely don't bet. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only time I've ever won like bets. I lived in the Philippines for a couple of years and they love basketball yeah. over there and I'm six two and they'd always want to play. So oh, we wow. I, I was a missionary, so we'd always get a missionary mm-hmm. team 
and they're like, let's play for money. I'm like, no, nah, I don't do that. We'll play for soda. And I don't think we ever lost. And when you've got a 6'2 person guarding someone who's 5'1, it doesn't work. Like, yeah, it's, it's really funny. I love Filipinos. They're some of the nicest people, but mm. I, I don't know why they love basketball so much. It's kind of cool. <laughs> well, you, you want a lot of soda then, I'm sure. Yeah, most of the time we do like double or nothing, and I would end up giving it away to other people just Aww. because why not? <laughs> well, that's nice. So my uh, my other question for football, I got two more questions for you, and then I know you're probably busy. It's Friday. You probably want to relax, so I'll give you your Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's, it's all good. Who is, who's been the most surprised uh, with like a losing record? I know there's the Chiefs are one and two, the Steelers are one and two, Seahawks are one and two. Which which team has surprised you the most with a losing record? Um, let me think. Honestly, um, this isn't surprising, but I think for other people it might be surprising. Um, even though the, I I can't think that one person can fix a team, but the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think a lot of people were expecting to be a little bit better but obviously Trevor Lawrence can't just walk in and start winning games for them like right off the bat it was uh it's not really that that's not how it works um but I think a lot of people were like yeah now they got Trevor Lawrence everything's everything's a-okay now and you're like um well you know you're still the Jaguars so uh maybe not uh but, and they all had that devastating loss to the to the Bengals on last night on Thursday Night Football which was probably really like a heartbreaker for Jaguars fans but I think that a lot of people were surprised about that. Me personally, I don't know. I think, yeah, maybe the Seahawks. I was, but honestly, the Seahawks, I kind of feel like they, they need to make a few adjustments to some things to make them that great Seahawks team originally. I think Pete Carroll is kind of stuck in his ways a little bit. Now, not, not to say that they're not still a good team, but I don't know. I feel like they need a little, some sort of change to make them that amazing Seahawks team that they've been these past few years. Yeah, I think the change that needs to happen is Pete Carroll needs to go. It's just my two cents. I, yeah, I'm tired of the same play calls. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's like he's very much like it's it's working, but it's also not in your very competitive division. If you were playing in the NFC East, and be very different. You guys would be like superstars, but you know, you guys play in a pretty tough division, so some changes need to be need to be made. Yeah, and Trey Flowers, I, I have no idea how he's still a starting corner in the NFL. He is <laughs> a sorry excuse for a corner. I'm sorry. As as big of a Seahawks fan that I am, there's no going around that. He's not good. Listen, at least you guys got a win under your belt. That's we, true. We, we don't. So I, I would take a win. I would take a one and two over a three 0-3 record any day. You know, I, I've got some faith watching you guys play. You're not bad. I mean, you've been plagued with injuries. You're, you've had a couple offensive linemen go down with nasty leg breaks. Oh, but yeah. I, I I have a little bit more faith. I think Dan Jones isn't a bad guy. I think with having Barkley back at running back is going to be stellar. You have some great tight ends. Just think they just have to slowly mesh together. I think that's also an issue is – a lot of the t- lot. This is a lot of their first time playing with each other, so we'll mm-hmm. see. But I have faith. I think you guys will surprise some people. Yes, you have a hard schedule, but I don't know. Maybe maybe starting out zero and three puts that chip on your shoulder that 
helps you push for a win. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate the optimism. I, I need that in my life because otherwise I'm just going to be a, a dark, rainy cloud. And I, I need that on Sundays just, just to pick me up a little bit more. Yeah, I, I feel it. I, I'm, I'm feeling the same way with my Cougars. Like they're 4-0 and they're ranked in the top 25, but we always seem to lose easy games that we should win. So I'm like, we're playing one of our rivals tonight. So I'm like, this is eerily similar to 2014 when we were ranked undefeated going into their house and we lost. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. trying to be a little bit more positive. I'm hoping one yeah. can hope and pray. That's all we, you can do. It's all you can do. There's nothing you can physically do to make a team better. So you just gotta just hope for the best. Yeah. So my last question for you, and this is kind of my, my staple. I got it from my uncle in life. If you want a great podcast that uplifts you about using whether you're an athlete or a content creator, it's called the Sport Life Podcast. My uncle's co-host of it. He he gives tips to parents, athletes to kind of utilize their time as high school athletes and so on and so forth. And he's interviewed some big name people. He had Eric Whittle on his show and a couple other people. So oh, nice. And his question he asked, I've been getting it wrong. I thought he asked an Olympian gold medalist this question, but he asked a women's soccer player. So the question is, you as a a content creator in a predominantly male-run industry, why should men and people in general, one, support women's sports and give women a chance to shine? I would say the the thing is that, like, when – someone told me this once it was like when you keep saying like women in sports and and i've said it like a million and one times but it's just kind of like oh well you're you're separating people just by saying women in sports and and women's soccer and women's this because you know when you just say soccer you assume the male side of things so i feel like what needs to start happening is you know we just should just start referring to be like oh i know this really good sports podcaster or something like that and people just need to learn how to ask like oh like who are they and then you kind of learn that way they're who they are as a person as opposed to them being a woman or them being a man but in women's sports in general it's they really put have to literally go out there and play a hundred times harder than a lot of male athletes have to do just so that they can be considered at the same level as them and even when and even then it's not even good enough because nobody's watching women's sport I mean people are watching it but it's it's really hard because they really they they can't just play their hearts out and get compared to you know a male basketball player and a women's basketball player are never going to be the same because of the way that men's sports are portrayed on tv and in the media and so on and so forth but they literally play so hard i have watched i one of my favorite things to watch is college softball and while softball is a predominantly woman's sport like obviously both men and women can play it same with baseball but women's softball is so good i will watch women's softball a hundred times over than a major league baseball game it is much more entertaining and college sports in general are just more entertaining. But it really is just the fact that in not only in sports, but in content creating as well, they're, we're really putting our all into this. I sit up until 11, 12 o'clock at night sometimes just putting shows together, just gathering notes. Because the second that I don't know one thing, it's like, oh, well, you're not a true fan then if you don't know that. 
or but like they would never say that to a guy at a bar who's just you know spewing stupid words out of his mouth you know because it's coming out of a male's mouth they're automatically be like yeah whatever but the second that women don't know something it's like oh well you're not your fan or you don't know what you're talking about so what people really need to do is just take the person as they are if they say they know sports then have a conversation with them don't quiz them don't try and figure out who they are in terms of like their gender just have a conversation with them or debate with them really you know that's that's the whole point of sports is to have heated debates and talk about things so that that's kind of where i lie it's just sports content creating all that take the person as they are you know gender obviously is going to come into the mix but if a person is podcasting listen to their podcast because you like the sport or you like their content not because they are male or woman so that's usually where i lie with that i never that that's a different approach i i've heard the question and a lot of the responses are similar and I like, I like what you said. And I, I think I should, I really need to change that. Like you see, I, I don't know the name of the hockey league now, but it was the national women's hockey league. They have changed their name since and took women mm-hmm. out altogether. And I think that's true. Like people tend to try to focus on, Oh, that's male or female. And it doesn't really have to be like, like you right. said, just look at them and, Unfortunately, as a society, we kind of have this double standard where mm-hmm. men get a pass and women don't in some things. And I mean, I've noticed it in a grocery store. I'm with my daughter by myself. And if she's starting to scream and throw a fit, people come up to me and say, you're doing a great job as a dad, like whatever. Yeah. Vice versa, my wife in that same scenario, people are giving her nasty looks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, why? Why? <laughs> We don't yeah. need to do that. Like, and the same thing, like, so what if someone doesn't know every exact fact of a Super Bowl or whatnot? That doesn't mean that they're any less of a fan. Yeah, exactly. And I've had that happen to me before. Like, if I'm just having a conversation with someone, I'm like, oh, yeah, I like football. Like, not even saying, like, I'm a podcaster or anything like that. They're like, oh, well, do you know this, this, and this? And if I don't know one thing, it's like, well, you're not a true Giants fan then. And I'm like, that has literally nothing to do with anything. Like, you wouldn't ask you wouldn't ask a man if he walked up to you and said, I'm a Giants fan. And they wouldn't be like, oh, so like when was the last time they won the Super Bowl? Like you'd be like, oh, that's awesome. I'm a Giants fan, too. Like it's just the way that people approach it really isn't great. And I'm I'm all for like women shining and owning the fact that they are a woman in a man field. But it's also just really great if we're just people and just kind of accept everyone for who they are despite their gender because it really gets to the point where it's like what's the point of quizzing a woman when they know just as much as the guy next to them yeah i mean so last little snippet so i'm working with like the N- nw wnfc sorry i've been up since three this morning so i'm <laughs> i'm okay. a little my i get tongue-tied that's the only problem with working at Walmart is it's horrible hours, but it is what it is. They're paying for my school, so can't complain too much. Right. They're, so the WNFC, that's the league that the Silver Stars play in, they posted something about a 12-year-old, fo- 12-year-old football player. She had a cannon of an arm, was doing really good, and they put the hashtag, women are the future. I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think it was offensive or anything, but the amount of hate that they got towards that from men was ridiculous. Um, that, and 
I, I agree to an extent. It doesn't matter what gender, but at the same time, if it's a women's sports league and they say future is the women, they're not trying to take away from the men. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Carrie Walters. I mean, if, if you want to interview someone who's awesome, Carrie Walters is the owner of the silver stars. She's like an OG in football. She started out, she's been playing football for like 25 years or something like that. A long time. She's really cool. She will tell you, she says this constantly that they're not trying to take away from the NFL. They're not trying to take away from college football. They just want their own league. They want their own chance to shine. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so. absolutely. No, I, I definitely, I didn't mean to come across like that at all. If I, if oh, I no, did, no, you're um, good. You're good. You're yeah. Good. No, but if anybody like took it that way while listening, but yeah, no, I'm totally good with, obviously I've, I've literally been watching sports my entire life and they've all been men like that. It, it's just the way that the world is working right now. But I, I just love like women, uh, you know, the future is women is definitely, you know, that, that it's true though, because women are realizing more and more that they're like, Oh, I don't have to sit in this little box. I can venture out and do a bunch of other things that women in the past were one either didn't want to do or weren't able to do. So I'm, I'm all for women doing what they want to do. And, but I think the problem is that men have been so comfortable in this field of having it like kind of as their own that it's like, oh, now all these women are coming in and doing whatever. And you're like, well, yeah, just because they're women doesn't mean that they don't like sports too. Yeah. It, I, my wife always says, this is a quote she says, and I, I think it's funny and it, there's a lot of truth to it. I can do whatever you can do but in high heels. So I'm like, (laughs) yeah, more power to you. And I put on that initial post, I posted that and the amount of hate I got for that comment. I was like, I wasn't trying to start anything, but I'm like, all right, I guess people are just stuck in their ways, unfortunately, but we're slowly seeing change. And I think it's awesome with not only with your guys, like your podcast, there's a lot of other great content creators like Lois cook. She's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, I think we're we're making steps in the right future. So yeah, we are. We are. We just need more, a little more people to open up their minds to some new things. That's all. Yeah, and I, I think we'll get there eventually. And I mean, I will go and say that you're you're a part of this pioneer generation of women in sports. Like mm-hmm. you, Lois Cook, you're gonna make it easier for people like my daughter Penelope when when and if she loves sports as much as I am, and she's eighteen, nineteen and wants to decide to go that path, you guys have made it that much easier for her. And I appreciate it. So I thank you for that. Absolutely. And that that's, that's what I want to, that's what I want to, you know, pave the way for too. If one day, you know, the time comes that I have my own daughter, I, I want her to know that it doesn't, you know, even not in sports, she's just able to do whatever she wants. She can do whatever she wants and it doesn't matter what anyone else says. If you have the ability to do it, then just go and do it and don't let anybody stop you. Yeah. It's true. Well, before we go, is there anyone you want to shout out? Oh, uh, is there anyone I want to shout out? Well, uh, I'll, I'll throw it out there that there's a, a couple guys that I do some other work with. Um, I do a giant show live um, every Thursday. Tom Scavetta and Hank and Dick, they're my co-hosts um, over at Review and Preview. So shout out to them. Shout out to, um, I, I guess I'll throw out another one. Uh, my friend Jordan, she's another women's sports creator. Uh, she goes by Sporty Jordy. She is one of my bestest friends and 
I'm a Giants fan, she's an Eagles fan, and, and that just goes to show that we can coexist and, and be best friends. Um, another one of my friends, Andy, Andy Hopper, has a, the Brew Party podcast. He also puts out really great stuff. And I could go on and on, but I won't bore everybody. But those are definitely – that's those are my core four right there. Awesome. Well, thank you again for uh, taking the time out, out of your busy day to come on. I appreciate it, and I really appreciate you sharing your story with everyone that listens to my podcast. Absolutely. And thank you so much for giving me the platform to do that. I, I loved it. This was fantastic. And uh, your content's great. Keep on pushing it out there. It's awesome. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. And if you need any more fantasy help, I'm just a message away. I, <laughs> I made the you. mistake. Thank you. I made the mistake of not telling my wife that I was doing that. And I, she was a little upset at first. She's like, she's, she's a girl. Like, and, and she's a straight girl. Why didn't you tell me that? And I'm like, you're right. I'm sorry. So but now we're all worries to the wife. <laughs> I know. No worries I told to her. the wife. Yeah. I, I made the mistake, but we're good now. So if you need any more help with fantasy, I'm happy to help. So. <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And uh, go give her a podcast to listen. It's the girl who talks sports. It's on all major platforms. And thank you again, Sam. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye.